This is Tess Pelicano from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios. In three, two, one, action. Time and money. Time and money. What I mean by that is time time and money. money. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Or it's like Shawshank, time and pressure. Oh, yeah. I've seen it a few times. I'm just trying to remember that. Time and pressure. That's how you make a diamond. Or that's how he tumbles out. That's how, it, yeah, that's how you make a diamond. All it takes is time and pressure. Uh, <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> back, bitches. That's great. We're back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so you're also a director as well, right? Kind of, <laughs> yes. Technically, well, yes. what do you think is the difference between? I mean, yeah, there is a big difference, but I mean, like, it's also there's also some similarities with writing and directing. The writer initially works by themselves. It's a solitary sport. You know, as Roger said, you write with the door closed first, and then you open it up to, you know, a director, other people to collaborate with you, whatever. You know, after several drafts is when a director will start working with a writer. Right now, I'm actually working with Roger on the bond because I initially started writing it and he was helping me improve the story. And then we got him on board as the director. And the relationship between writer and director happens after the story is a solid story and is prepared to be visualized on a screen. They they work together, Mm -hmm. to answer your question, but... The director is more of the person who brings it off the page. Well, let's say, for example, like if actors want to know about the character, do they go to the, to the director or do they go to the writer? Director. It's why a lot of they a lot of times they don't want the writer on the set because they don't want the actors listening to two to different people uh-huh. who might have two different interpretations. When you get to visualizing the story, it's the director who's directing that vision. So as much as the writer may have the same response, mm-hmm. they may the director may understand you better as an actor now based on your question to them, and your relationship will be strengthened because they're the one working with you. Well, if, if it's a good relationship between the writer and the director, then they probably have worked out all those things, and it would be the, the same thing. But once again, you just don't want the, the actor to be confused. You also don't want the actor to have a feeling like I'm having trouble with this, um, and I want to do it a different way, and Daddy won't let me, so I'll go ask Mommy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not to put every actor in that group, but they're looking for a sympathetic ear sometimes, or they're struggling, or they they want a little positive feedback. Maybe they're not getting it from the director. They're looking for it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And Penny Marshall will always let the um, writer on the set invites the writer on the set every time because she wants the person there. That she wants them to have the experience. She may want to discuss some scenes, but she knows what she's doing. She said, here's the stipulation. You are not to talk to the actors. If you talk to the actors, you're going home. <laughs> if, a writer co- if the actor comes up and asks the writer a question, he, sa- he should say, I don't know. Go ask Penny. Oh, <laughs> damn. So she understands that as a writer, this is your baby, you want to be there, mm-hmm. but you cannot interfere with what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Would you want to do directing again or no? That's only one time. 
<laughs> I definitely want to do it again um, down the road um, because right now I don't feel like I'm ready to. I don't feel like I would be confident enough in my skills to do it yet. You know, before I had uh, directed Truly Terrifying, I had not been on an official set. I'd never watched anybody direct. I had no idea how to talk to actors. And when I got on set, it was like, our DP was like, look at the shot, tell me if you like it, you know, what's the lighting, you know, how do you want to fix the lighting? And I had no idea what he was asking. Like, I looked at the monitor, I was like, it looks fine, I guess. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, in a way, you don't know what you're looking at. You don't I didn't know, know what, what to I was, look for. Exactly. You know, where is the actor positioned on the monitor, on the screen? Where I had no do you idea. want them left, right, center? Which way do you want them turned? Is the, Are they lit to hot yeah is it too dark is it you know is there something you're going to want them to do during the course of the shot that is going to make that shot bad yeah are you going to want them require them to move at all have you taken that into consideration you know so it's there's a lot to it i had no idea yeah it's like i didn't know what to look for i didn't know what i didn't know that you could yell cut before the end of the scene. <laughs> wow, you should not have even been I there. should not have been there. And Dave was very confident in the fact that I could do this. But that's what's great about Dave is that he wants to charge ahead and do these things. And yeah. a lot more gets done because he says, let's do it. Let's try. What's the worst that happens? Test Which directs is, a movie. That's test, the worst thing. Well, test directs a movie. But, you know, you learned a lot. Yeah. And... Let, you know, get out there and and make some yeah. mistakes, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I like that aspect of things. It's, you know, try to do the best you can, but, you know, you learn something. Yeah, it was it was painful. I mean, I'm glad I did it. I think I need a lot more observational experience before I'm ready to do it again. Okay, I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, Roger, right now. But um, right. when do you think is the right time to, I guess, when do you think is the right time that you're like, all right, this script is done? Like, after the, like, you know, how many, like, you have the first draft, the second draft, the, the third draft. Like, wh- when do you think is the right time? Okay, I'm done. This is this is uh, a never, set script. It's never done. Okay. That's, yeah. that's the answer. That's good. That's good. <laughs> no, that is probably pretty close. Uh, it's like that story about um, Picasso was painting a painting in front of a guy, and he started, Picasso started painting, and he... The guy's going, wow, he's painting this amazing painting. And all of a sudden, Picasso started covering over everything he was doing. And and the guy's, oh, my God, you're ruining it. Yeah. And then he began to paint over what he was doing. And it was even better than what he had. Oh, wow. And then he did it again. He started covering it all up. And he's, oh, my God, you're ruining it. And then he adapted what he had. And it was even better than the other ones. He's going, this is amazing. And then he started covering up it again. And he did this like five or six times. And then finally he just stopped. He had this magnificent painting. And the guy's like, so are you done? And he said, it's never done. It's never done. It only just stops in interesting places. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Deep. That's, we go deep on this I have podcast. a tear right now dro- like drawing down from <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's true because what happens uh, that I've discovered in, in doing the bond We've rewritten it like 18 times. Right. I'm on version 18 in my files. 18? I, I keep all the files. The version, you you should no, label what versions you're on. I'm on version 18. Truly Terrifying was 21 versions. 
And it's totally different than the first version. Sometimes versions will only change a couple of lines of dialogue will change and that's a version change, whatever. It's a re- it's a edit, but I version change. Yeah. You know, but up until you're on set, maybe an act as you know, as an actor, you might change a line because it's hard to say. You might change it because you're like, mm, I feel like this word might be better. And then the director agrees with you when you do it. You know what I mean? Right. So, And then when you go to edit it, you might take some lines out because you're like, mm, it kind of slows it down. And they say editing you know? is the last rewrite. Editing is the last mm. rewrite, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that, back to your question, I think it yeah. just gets to a point where probably Tess and I are right now where we feel like really kind of all we're doing is moving the words around the page mm-hmm. now. And it's kind of some things like they say this or they say that. It's it's all good. It's all fine. Or maybe we, you know we're just paused at a moment but at a certain point you do kind of say you know this is where it's going to be right now and we may still tinker with it but the last couple of edits have been eh, kind of push it around move this over here move this over here no move it back okay yeah. maybe we're done mm-hmm. maybe we're done yeah but i think in terms of you need a solid script and a solid thing that you feel good about that you recognize this can be improved but i feel solid about this version that you bring to a pitch or you bring to a director, you know, and say, or another writer and say, you know, can you help me make this better? Yeah. And then after working through a few versions of that, then you see where you are. But I think it's mostly, you know. Like you'll know, like you'll feel it like, all right, yeah, this is it. But sometimes you'll feel this is it. And then another writer will come in and say, let me rewrite your monologue, and it looks better than what you wrote. So yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> you. you thought you were always yeah. great. So, but it could be equally great. But it just might work better, you know. So it really it depends on the point of view. We're still ready. Okay, all right. Hi, I'm Roger from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. You're listening to Fade In, recorded under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios. It's so interesting to when when you start talking to someone about uh, a story, and you can see them already getting visual about it. Dave's very visual, so he's automatically uh, like he he can already see it. In you're describing mind. a scene, and he's he's already got camera angles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we still need a story. That's yeah. exactly me, though. That's yeah. that's me as well because like I'm a director and writer and actor, so I know it. It's exactly. just all in yeah. your brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm already editing like every. <laughs> Every single yeah. scene, how it's gonna play out and all that stuff. Yeah, that's you. Really cool. I. That's that's my uh, my frustration with you when you and I are working together. We're working on um, an idea you had yeah, uh, tentatively called tentatively called the hit. It's it's about these guys who uh, who accidentally uh, book a hit out on their friend, like an assassination attempt on their friend. Uh, and it's kind of like uh, a broy comedy, mm. kind of like neighbors, you know, that kind of like comedy. Yeah. Because uh, you're a broy comedy dude. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it just yeah. seems like that would come out of your brain. Thanks. And um, when we're talking about it, you know, I'm trying to understand the story. You're you're pitching me the story idea, and we're you know riffing. What you kept doing was uh, what Roger said Dave does, and he's like, oh, it'd be cool if we got this camera angle at this shot when they were doing this thing, and he was like. Wouldn't it be funny if the guy dropped the gun and it accidentally shot his cat? And I'm like, when? What? We don't even have a story and you just want this guy to drop a gun? <laughs> like, <laughs> it didn't even make sense. The thing is, what it is is that I already have the whole thing in my head, but I just don't know how to express it. Like, yeah. how it works. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Everybody does. It's almost like putting a Christmas tree up 
mm-hmm. in your living room and you bring the tree in and it's like the first thing you got to do is put it in the stand and stand it upright. Yeah. And it's funny how some people, it's almost like they want to start decorating the tree while it's still like on the roof of the car. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So in this final segment of our show, we're going to talk about what factors in writing uh, we need to consider when writing for the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. So for those who don't know, we are a group of uh, filmmakers who have day jobs. So we only have the weekends, really. And at the moment, we have no budget. (laughs) So our big restrictions right now are uh, time to shoot, how long we have to actually shoot a film, and shooting a film on no budget. So right now, I want to talk about uh, the films we're currently writing, The Hit uh, and The Bond. So, um, Roger, do you want to talk a little bit about what we've come up against so far? I mean, a lot of it is, I mean, you know you don't have, don't have any money, but um, you do have all the equipment. Dave has a lot of equipment. We're not short on that. We do have the people to put in the spot. So then it's location. Where can you find somewhere we can shoot this That where they're not going to want $500 to shoot it? Um, we're lucky that there's talented actors out there who will just show up and, and want to be in what we're doing, so we're lucky there. Um, I think it's it's hard when you sit down and write something, you have to say, you, you could start writing a little too much and say, can this get done in a day? Is this essentially one location? Mm-hmm. Or is this something I'm going to have to work on for myself and this isn't ne- something necessarily for the group? I think that's in the back of your head, too. But we've run up against not being able to find a location, having five different locations and that are <laughs> possibilities and having them all fall through and having to find another one. There's just there's any number of of problems going in. Yeah. Like in the in the bond piece that we're working on, we had the mother holding the baby the whole time. Yeah. And then at a certain point you realize, well, Logistically, you're, logistically, you're going to have a baby, which we have to find. Oh yeah, and oh, wait, or you could just pull the American Sniper thing and just get a fake baby. And get a, get, the fake baby. <laughs> but you know, we 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 still are going to have to um, film the and a, a, there's a close a, a up baby. on the baby there's at some go, point. There's, there's going, a close up on really the baby. D- it's going to be less. And it's a than, necessary shot, though. Right, but we have her holding it, and, and we all of a sudden we realized, well, wait a minute. What if? What if? She, her husband's up late building a crib. She wakes up, kind of confronts him. You, you know, we're, you know, you've been out late. How you doing? This kind of stuff. Uh, the, the baby, she wouldn't wake up because she heard her husband come home and go wake up the baby. No. And bring the baby in. We, all of a sudden we said, well. Why does she have the baby in her arms? Right. We can keep the baby till the very end. And all of a sudden we just saved ourselves a whole bunch of hassle and also didn't have to have an actress pretend to hold a baked baby. The whole time. For, you know, a whole bunch of times and have her, <laughs> free, you know, that's a good take, but you're, you're, you're holding the baby upside down. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, that's like, it, it, it's like having the actor have a cup of coffee in their hand that does, it's a cup that has nothing in it. And the longer they hold it, the more it's going to look like it doesn't have anything in it. Yeah. yeah. So why not get the damn thing out of their hands? Yeah. 
So with Danny, something that we've run into, um, well, we kind of finished the brainstorming session yeah. of the hit. Initially, you wanted to write the movie as a 30-minute or an hour film. You mm. wanted it to be a short, but yeah. realistically, the thing's got to be under 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's got to be able to be shot in a weekend. No, you know what I realized? Yeah, I realized from the restrictions of time and money is that you have to cut the fat. Yeah. You have to cut the fat of... It's not going to get straight... You have to get straight to the point, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And also, if you think about it, it it makes you kind of think on your feet, which is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it makes you... Like, it teaches yourself how to kind of think on your feet and to learn how to t- take care of these problems quickly. To, and precisely. What problems? Like what I said, with the time and money, cut off the fat. What do you need that tells a story? What is n- unnecessary? What is necessary for the story? So you're saying how to tell how to tell your story better in a shorter amount of time. It's kind of an exercise in that. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. I meant sorry, rambling again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I you feel like it's gonna make your story leaner and better because you have to restrict it like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank my guests for coming in today, Danny and Roger. There you go. That was thank great. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I'm it so was. glad you guys came in. Um, and I want to thank the Baobab Tree Studios, beautiful studios downtown New Haven, uh, for having us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop and on SoundCloud under Fade In Podcast, which is where you're listening to us right now. Uh, So thank you again for listening, our listening audience. (laughs) Billy says, awesome. Danny's on your podcast. Hope he does a good job. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you, Tess. Um, I'm here all week. <laughs> I'll say that. But really. actually, you're not, so. I know.